The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. And welcome back to the Ashholes, broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. I'm Aaron. I'm joined once again with Ed and Ben. And Matt Tobacco still taking a break. So hopefully, you know, this things are starting to lighten up. So hopefully we'll see so. him soon enough. We're hopeful. Ever yeah. hopeful. Yeah. Well, uh, but in any case, happy Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I got to get some tacos. You better. It's Taco Tuesday, too. You're going to Taco Bell? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I said I want tacos, not diarrhea. <laughs> you, you can get a whole giant shopping bag of food for about five bucks. Yeah, there's a uh, toilet paper shortage. Well, actually, it's not so bad nowadays, but uh, you don't want it to start all over again. <laughs> see, that, that was always part of my plan for when I become homeless. <laughs> I'm going to get stuff at Taco Bell because you get a lot for yep. very little money. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just start walking somewhere warm. I used to like the taco salad, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, it just says salad. Really, it's like four tacos <laughs> in one because it's, it's just a giant taco. That's It's a uh, nice way to cheat. Well, <laughs> in honor of Cinco de Mayo, today we're going to be smoking the Rocky Patel Vintage 2006 San Andreas. Ah, uh, yes. And the Makes San sense. Andreas, of course, is a Mexican wrapper. Of course, don't call it a Mexican rapper because, you know, PR. Well, I think so. You know, people <laughs> have a bad impression of Mexican cigars, mostly because I think Tamo left a bad taste in their mouths. I think people kind of, I mean, it's it's awful, but people have kind of a bad image of Mexico in general. Watch any TV show. <laughs> it's true. You can tell when they've moved to a location in Mexico because they put a yellow filter on everything. <laughs> it's like, so everything looks a little bit more grainy and earthy. A little uh, dingy. Breaking Bad is like, like they never miss a beat. Like, whenever it's in Mexico, there's a yellow filter. So they had a specific <laughs> Mexico filter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they're in Mexico right now. I can tell because they changed it. <laughs> changed the lighting. Well, let's talk about San Andreas and the wrapper leaf. The San Andreas Valley is located at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. I don't mean underwater, I mean. Well, that would make it difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, near some volcanoes, so that's got volcanic soil. Mm-hmm. It's a thick, hardy leaf, so well-suited for Maduro fermentation. You mm-hmm. need thicker leaves for that. And when fermented well, it gives you some earthiness with a hint of sweetness and maybe even a little cocoa. Now, why did Mexi- Mexican tobacco get such a Bad reputation. That was really prior to NAFTA. NAFTA actually Mm. changed the trajectory quite a bit. It made it easier for Mexico to export tobacco. And once they started exporting um, into Nicaragua, they were buying, you know, some of the best of the best Mexican wrapper leaf. Mm -hmm. But then they also... um, Ferment it very differently from the way it was originally fermented in Mexico. In Mexico, they tended to ferment in much larger piles of tobacco, Hmm. 
at higher temperature yeah, I was for say, a shorter I'd that amount of time. A larger pail would make it uh, warmer in general. Yep. So it was a shorter fermentation at higher temperature. Ah, so that makes it more of a char. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of, uh, you know, switched to a more standard pilone size and fermented at lower temperature over a longer period of time. And I think that's where you get some more sweetness. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Teamo, you got dirt. I mean, yeah. it probably burns off all like the sugars or whatever it is that gives it the sweetness. I imagine it's sugar. I mean, right. And, <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the characteristics of the Mexican wrapper is earthiness, mm-hmm. but, or Mexican tobacco in general. So once you try to make a Mexican puro out of it, uh, you yeah. got a mouthful of dirt. That's, that's a little over the top. Yeah, earthiness and toothiness. You know, yep. it's like feel a San Andreas wrapper. Yeah. Rarely that you get one that's like very smooth. So it's really turned around quite a bit. And then, you know, on this uh, particular cigar, it is made in Nicaragua. They say the wrapper was aged for 11 years. Okay. Yeah, I don't um, know. All right. <laughs> I'm just going by what they Guess say. Let's take a word for it. Uh, the binder is a Connecticut broadleaf binder and fillers from Nicaragua. So the 11 years, that's why it's the vintage 2006. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the... Because it came out in 2017, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Because I think the last time we had this one was 2018. Right. I think Oliver was still here, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know how all that vintage stuff works because it never changes and it can't be that same tobacco. Yeah, yeah. It's like vintage should be is the year that it was the wine. Well, it's, <laughs> it comes from the vineyard, you know. Right. So it's the year those <laughs> grapes were picked. And yeah. it's, that's it. Once that vintage is gone, it's gone. It's gone. I mean, the name is taken on different forms just, you know, from people. Yeah, there is no more. But, uh, yeah, a lot of parallels between uh, cigars and wine. So now. This may be another first. I think this is Ben's first San Andreas wrapped cigar. It really? certainly is. Okay. And what are you finding? Um, A cigar in his hand. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm finding. What I'm finding so far, first thing I noticed was the retrohale was not very intense. It wasn't very difficult. It didn't give me that overwhelming eye-wateriness. Mm. And the other thing I'm kind of noticing from the first few draws of it it's like a candy store and a butcher shop had a baby. Ooh. Can't quite figure huh. it out. There's a little bit of sweetness. There's a little bit of... It sounds like a bad combination. Sweetness. Candy meatiness, store and butcher shop. It's like a lot of missing children. Uh, sounds like one of those you know, uh, awful fables. And <laughs> That's where you went to, missing, <laughs> missing children. children. All I could think of is like Hansel and Gretel. And <laughs> Fair enough. There's no witches involved in this yeah. one. No children will be cooked. Huh. Um, but there's like a hint of sweetness and then a hint of kind of a meatiness, and yeah. it's kind of meeting right in the middle there. Hmm. Hmm. I'm getting right. a lot of earthiness right off the bat. Yeah. You know, it's, it, we'll see how it progresses. It's, it's been a little while since I've had this, but I expect a fair amount of earth. Well, today we're partaking of the Churchill size, mm-hmm. um, and they also have it available in a Toro, a Robusto, and a Gordo kind of size, 60 ring gauge. Oh, everybody's switching to that. Yeah. yeah. And all of those are available at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number twoguyscigars.com. But where possible, we encourage to you to patronize your local brick and mortar store. I mean, shop there. Don't just talk down to them. 
<laughs> don't <know>. patronize them. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I know here in New Hampshire, we're getting close to getting stores kind of open back up. Some next another week. Monday, yeah, I next think, Monday yeah. here. Uh, so certain stores are it's what half capacity, and, and you know, so with I mean, restrictions. It's like here. I don't think we distancing. ever reach capacity, so I'm sure that's not going to be a no, problem. No, I think the the lounge opening is delayed further than that, hmm. though. So people can can at least come into the store or shop because yep. a lot of times you want to have a cigar, but you don't know what you want to have. Yep. So you got to have a look around and see what calls out your name. Yeah, we'll probably see a lot more guys hanging out in the parking lot, smoking cigars. <laughs> uh, I saw a picture of that. I think it was the Seabrook parking lot, mm. you know, sort of a tailgate of customers. Yeah, it's it's been happening here and there. Yeah, well, funny. and I have uh, social distance with comedian Tony V and smoked a cigar. We maintained a distance of over six feet. Okay, good. And each had our cigar. And we talked a little. Yeah, you know. That's why you have a cigar is to put something in your mouth. You don't have to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Well, do you think it's time? I think it's time for a top five. All right. Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. Is it mine? I guess it's yours. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> Usually I ask beforehand. I'm, a little, I'm like, oh, surprise. I'm a little slow on the uptake because now that I think of it, it should have been Mexico themed, but it ah, isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's Cinco. It's 5th of May, you know. Top, fifth, it's the top fifth, five. Yeah, top uh, five. Real quick. Top five tequilas. Just bang it out. Uh, uh, Patron. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's like not a huge. Uh, <laughs> Patron. Cuervo. Cuervo. Uh. Could I name others? Uh, I think we're all tapped uh, out. Top two it. today. Silver, gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all the different. Top shelf. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, no, I thought uh, what we'd do today is go through the top five most popular dog breeds. Okay. And this is uh, based on registration statistics from the American Kennel Club. This particular one is from 2018. I mean, maybe they're still tallying up 2019. Yeah, you know, the, those uh, uh, census are going out now, so. <laughs> you <laughs> got to <laughs> mail it out to the dogs and yeah. ask them their origin. <laughs> well, coming in at number five is the bulldog. Which type of bulldog? American, it just says French, bulldog, so just, that's interesting hmm. because at number four, they do specify French bulldog. Huh. I think the French bulldog's a little smaller. Yeah. I think it's more of a, like I, a... I think they're smaller and uglier. Yeah, kind and, of annoying. Which is hard to do. <laughs> like yeah. Kind of a pocket pet. <laughs> Not quite that size. It's but like yeah. a Tomagotchi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a reference for just Man, you. It's already died. <laughs> Are those the little electronic things that kill, the children kill? Yeah, pretty yes. much, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. before, you know, cell phones, before all that stuff. And, they were the thing in 1995. And this is the reason we're not getting a puppy. Yeah. You <laughs> killed your Tomagotchi again. You could, all you had to do was change the batteries. <laughs> Number three is not very surprising because I sort of think this is the breed, you know, when the whole family sits down to say, what kind of dog should we get? 
it almost always converges on a golden retriever yep. because nobody dislikes a golden retriever. It may Until not. you have one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can be a little crazy. <laughs> um, I think that's, you know, sort of overbreeding. A lot of them yep. seem high strung. Yep. Yeah. A little, little uh, excitable, but you know, not bad dogs overall. Man, this one is AKC, so it really doesn't take into account all those labradoodles, snickerdoodles, yep. whatever else they're yep. They are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. And this one I always found interesting because the full title is always German Shepherd Dog. <laughs> it's GSD. That's the, the registration <laughs> really? As opposed to German Shepherd Human? Well, this is well, it. Like if he's a German and he exactly. shepherds. <laughs> and really, I never Makes met sense. a German Shepherd. And are there a lot of sheep herders still in Germany? I don't know. I don't know. But number two but is... But I the sheep walk single file. <laughs> Very efficient. Very efficient. But no, number they two... Shear themselves. ...is the German Shepherd Dog. And coming in at number one, and this one, most people could probably guess, it is the Labrador Retriever, mm -hmm. which has been the number one breed since 1991 on all of these surveys. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, I wonder what it was in 1990, but they won't tell me that. Hmm. Yeah, only dogs I've ever had were Labradors. Yep. So good dogs. Black ones. Uh, black and a uh, yellow. And a yellow. Yeah. And then you got your chocolatey ones. Yeah. You never had a chocolate one. No. I, I hear chocolate's bad for dogs. And so I just, no, I don't want well, to take any A risks. friend of mine had a chocolate one named Molson. <laughs> Molson. And he had the dog trained to fetch him beer was, out <laughs> of the refrigerator. I was going to say, there's got to be a beer connection. Well, you know those uh, can dispensers that you can put in the refrigerator? Just rolls off the next can. Well, he had, he had a. <laughs> you know, you got a problem. He had. <laughs> you a, need a, a shorter solution than opening the fridge. Well, he had a <laughs> towel tied to the handle on the fridge. Oh, yep. So Molson would trot over, grab the towel, open the fridge, and then he could oh, reach so the, the can. So it's the can dispenser on the inside door. That's yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Picturing and something totally different, no. which probably doesn't exist. And Although it could. <laughs> Save it, Aaron. Don't tell any, anyone on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> and he it's would very reliably deliver the cold Molson until one day when he, by mistake, bit through the <laughs> can and all the beer sprayed in uh, his face, and he would never do that again. And from then on, he was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Every day he comes home, he sees his dog shotgunning beers. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way he can. <laughs> what have I created? All right. Well, I guess we're smoking a cigar still. Yeah, yeah, still, you know, pretty earthy. It's got some, um, a little bit of like baker's chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's got a, yeah. not a lot of sweetness to it, but, you know, just background chocolatiness. I, I was going to go with a little cocoa, unsweetened, mm -hmm. so that sort of matches up. And, yeah, it's still plenty of earthiness, and I wouldn't call it a particularly sweet cigar, but just, no. just a hint of sweetness to it. Yeah, I mean, if you're into San Andreas, then... This will be in your wheelhouse, wheelhouse for sure. You're not a big fan of it. Not a huge fan, no. I mean, it, it could be used well. Uh, typically, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the earthy flavor. It's like it's good as a component, but yep. if it's predominant, hmm, take it or leave it. How do you feel about uh, Connecticut Broadleaf? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's it's not like my top ten, but it's mm -hmm. you know, it's a good cigar. It's usually it's blended well. You know, people that can get a hold of it are typically well, know what they're doing with it. So. 
Well, I mean, what's your thing? Habano? Hmm. Uh, Corojo. I mean, Corojo. I'm, yeah, really, I'm, I'm into the like the spice and authentic Corojo. Authentic Corojo, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like a, a Corojo cigar, like I almost never turned down. Although there's one that I just won't touch with a ten foot pole, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, That's you know, not the Corojo's fault. <laughs> I, as I was thinking about uh, San Andreas cigars, I sort of thought, huh. I wonder if part of the popularity is that it's cheaper than I mean, Connecticut Broadleaf at, yeah. at this point. So I reached out to our friend Skip Martin mm -hmm. to uh, from Roma Craft Cigars to get some information on that, which we'll share after the break. Sounds good. All right, let's take that break so we can get to that information. All right. Uh, you're listening. We'll be back soon. We'll, we're smoking the Rocky Patel 2006, 2006. Vintage San Andreas. Only Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive mouthwatering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds, cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganor Salif different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganor Salif. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. Savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davidoff Escurio tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davidoff Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davidoff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars, each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth, flavors that have risen from the very world itself. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davidoff Cigars, cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed, and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael, it outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro 
carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head and value, value, value. There are Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So what you do expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. Born from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged Inejo XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Inejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Inejo XO today. And we're back live in the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. We're smoking the 2006 Vintage San Andreas by Rocky Patel. Uh, and while of your attention, go over to Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. A little counterintuitive mm-hmm. there. And Twitter at the Ashholes, which I don't know if anybody's posting on the Twitter. It's, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I don't really follow Twitter anyways. I mean, it's, it seems outdated to me. I keep hearing yeah. people like, oh, we connected on Twitter. I'm like, oh. Okay, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it just keeps shifting. I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I still mail letters to people. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any substance in those letters? Are you confessing to any crimes here? No. Okay. No. There, there hasn't been any anthrax scare in a while, right? Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um very morbid today. I don't know. Yeah, yeah something's going on with just, you. I, in the darkness. I, I think you've just had enough with the quarantine. Well, I, I think, you know, I've had to socialize a few times this week, you, you know, at a distance, and that's probably what's making me dark. <laughs> so <laughs> it's probably better, everybody's best interest that I stay quarantined. Do you hate people as much as Ed hates people? Um, no, I'm more indifferent. Oh, so, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Ed just doesn't like people. Yeah. No. He barely tolerates us. <laughs> this you, is tolerating? <laughs> you two are okay, or I wouldn't bother coming here. Fair enough. So that's a, a rave review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about as best as we're going to get, Aaron. Yeah. It's like winning a Nobel Peace Prize or something. Yeah. You know? It's like, sure, it's worthless, but, you know. Although Ed gives out bigger cash prizes. <laughs> really? 
I don't know. What is it, $100,000 now for a Nobel Prize? I don't know. Is it's it? Got, I don't know if it's gone up. I thought it's noble. Oh, never mind. Nobel. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the guy who invented TNT. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> Alfred. It, it, it all uh, comes back to morbid and death. <laughs> wow. Problems. <laughs> all right. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of problems. <laughs> no, he's not a problem at all. Um, I was curious about the current price of. San Andreas Rapper Relief, so I reached out to Skip Martin on the Facebook, and Skip very generously replied, and Skip says that uh, actually the cost of San Andreas is slightly higher Hmm. than Connecticut Broadleaf right now, and on top of that, the yield is lower. Interesting. But uh, he says the supply of San Andreas is better. Makes sense, okay. But when you're looking for a supply of good, high-priming San Andreas, it's still not that easy to get your hands on. Hmm. So he says overall the issue continues to be the the quantity of quality tobacco that's available. Hmm. So you can get lower quality or lower priming, but uh, for people who are trying to make a craft product and a consistent product, you really kind of have to hold out until you can source the good stuff. And most are looking for wrapper leaf, you know, not yeah. not so much as a component, you know, a binder or filler. You know, you see no. it every once in a while, but not very often. No, you know, I think filler, you've got more options to shift things around a little bit, mm-hmm. but people see the wrapper. Yep. And uh, I mean, the last year or two, that's you've seen a real bump in the number of San Andreas cigars. Right, you know, which really, is like, probably took off. put the pressure on the supply chain. Yeah, so it all, it's, it's a pendulum, you know? It's going to go back and forth till we all die. Let's make it morbid again. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was intentional, but... I mean, maybe you know. it's just you, the Cinco de Mayo makes you sad. Mm, no, taco, it's on taco Tuesday still. And even if it weren't Taco Tuesday... I'd still be doing Mexican food, which is one of my favorites. So I mean, some people get blue around the holidays. I don't know about around Cinco de Mayo. But yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not that time to Flag holiday. Flag day really pisses me off. <laughs> Arbor day. God. Oh, oh, trees. Need, need we say that there'll be a lot of Corona consumed today <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo. I haven't seen any advertising for them this year. but Oh, really? You haven't? Because they didn't. There was a bump in uh, the number of ads I've seen for a Corona beer. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, kind of damage control or making sure people don't think it's <laughs> connected it's in any way. It's made from the virus. Yeah. I mean, if you make it from dead virus, you're probably okay. Well, unless, you know, you're against that kind of thing. You know, science. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little anti-science. Anti-science, you know. It's really trying to kill you, so. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on from that. Uh, uh I think it's time for Old Fart Freddy. Yeah, we might as well (laughs) get delighted. It's time once again to get delighted with Old Fart Freddy, brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. This is Old Fart Freddy, and if you know me, you know I was delighted with the good old days when life was simpler and cheaper. Let's talk cell phones for a minute. They automatically take money from me every month, and I have no idea what the bill's going to be. I like the payphone. You put a dime in, and you made a call. After three minutes, it was over, and your ten cents was gone. How about a coin-operated cell phone with a rotary dial? That would be sweet. No butt dialing, and you know what it's going to cost every month. 
I'm cheap, so I love Cuban Delight Cigars, a perfectly good everyday cigar, handmade in the Dominican Republic, from the pieces left over from the high-end cigars. For a quick buck, I can enjoy a Cuban Delight. Cuban Delight Cigars. Do you remember the last time you used a payphone? No. I, I'm, I can't remember the last time I saw one. No, I can't remember the last time I saw one. Last time I used one was probably, gosh, my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. yeah that's a, quite a while now. <laughs> rotary phone takes you back even further. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I, my grandparents had one of those, so I saw one a little bit more frequently. But still, yeah, it's been over a decade, well over. And those were, the, the desktop ones weighed a ton. They were really built to last. But, you know, if you had friends that had bad phone numbers, mm-hmm. you know, with high digit, yep. you got those nines. Or, oh, yeah, it's it not could be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, I don't even know anybody's phone numbers. I barely know my own. Yeah. It's people like, ask. I, mean, I have to text them my contact info. That's how you do it now. <laughs> like, I've got a nice, easy uh, cell phone number that mm. I can remember. But, you know, I'm not giving it to people very often because I don't want to talk, talk to them. So. No, why would you? And don't <laughs> just, answer Just it. email me, you know? I can delete that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have the choice not to answer the phone, but if they start texting and stuff, I don't want to deal with that. I'd prefer the uh, a text, actually. You know, if somebody calls me, I'm like, uh, then I have to yeah, I'm not talk- actually stop what I'm doing. I'm not talking text versus call. Obviously, you want mm. the text. Yeah. I'm talking nothing versus text. Uh, yes, of course. I'd rather have the nothing. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a gimme. <laughs> yeah, but if it turns into a text conversation, wouldn't you rather have just talked to him on the phone and shaved off like 25 minutes from it? No. <laughs> really? No, because I can take as much time as I want on the text. You're like, sorry, I'm busy. Really, I just don't want to talk anymore. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. On the phone, then they can hear what's going on around you. They don't. You can. They can tell if you're actually busy. Yeah, but then you can pull a receiver away from your face and be like, "Aaron, oh, sorry, I gotta go, Jim. I gotta. Yeah, I, I got a thing. My souffle. Sorry. <laughs> Is that your go-to excuse? My souffle. <laughs> yeah, you know they're very touchy. <laughs> yeah, my my go-to on the conference calls. I used to have to do a lot of them because I had people in other parts of the world. So I'd be driving home in the car, mm-hmm. and I'm just on the phone. And if it got dull. I just hung up. Can you explain real quick what you mean by you had other people in parts of the world? Uh, people who worked for you me. You know, in captivity. Just, you know, just, I just yeah. wanted to make sure I wanted the audience yeah. to know mm-hmm. you weren't like well, Buffalo Bill from Silence kind, of the Lambs. Kind of a dumb question. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, if you don't like people, why would you keep them in your basement? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scatter them around the world. What, it's the extroverts you got to worry about. Why would I give them phones? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> keep tabs? Oh, no. That's what the computer chips were for. (laughs) Sorry, Bill Gates. (laughs) Just under the skin, you know. But yeah, it was easy enough. You'd just hang up, and most times no one would even notice. But if they did, you'd say a bad cell area. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, I mean, everybody's kind of doing the conference video chat thing now. uh, And it's easy to just hang up and say, oh, sorry, lost connection. Trying to get back on, but no, I'm not. (laughs) I haven't done that, just so it's clear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't you find that whole Zoom thing just kind of exhausting? I mean, if everybody had a good connection, that's one thing. But when you got the guy who nobody can understand. I think if everybody could mute their mics, mm-hmm. they'd be fine. Um, I I have meetings on three different services, you know, between Google Hangouts or Google Meet, mm-hmm. Zoom, and then uh, GoToMeeting. You know, throughout the week, it's like I've got to go, go to all the different services. 
Yeah. They all have their pluses and minuses, but the minus of them all is you've got to be on them. Maybe you should add uh, Microsoft Teams just so you have four of them. Mm. No way. That one seems <laughs> well. That one seems more of a corporate thing for people who are using Teams. Yep. Yeah. And it, does that give you uh, more of a remote access? Is there that integrated? A, in yeah. That? I mean, it's a whole big suite of offerings, so that's just one piece of it. Yeah. More of a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be glad when this is over. I mean, as much as I don't like people, uh, <laughs> I, I just like the tech challenges of it. Not my own. I mean, I have no problem with it. Right. But having to deal with other people having issues. If, uh, it's, if you're the go-to guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent some time this morning with... Uh, Tony V and Jimmy Dunn on uh, Squadcast. And yeah, the comedians don't always know technology that well. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Dunn was fine. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> I mean, Tony V's kind of old school, so it makes he's sense. kind of old school, but he's he's actually progressed a lot. I mean, I see him on Zoom sometimes mm, with I'm sure different he's, comedians. Who's his son, uh, Gus? Is that? Uh, Gus is uh, still in L.A. So, so I'm sure he's getting lots of calls. Like, how do we do this? <laughs> I, I think his daughter may help him with some. Oh of yeah, that that'll stuff. do it. Yeah. So it's all the kids are having to all, all take the, the lead. Kids, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you find with uh, with uh, your parents and kids? Are they able to figure out the technology for this? Or the kids are all right yeah. at it. Um, now, that's a good reference. Getting yeah. them to yeah, getting them to want to go on. That's a whole other story. So, right. But that's I mean that's my job. They know how Normally. to do it. They just choose not to. Yeah. So uh, once you can get them past saying that the technology is the excuse for the, the reason they can't, because I know they can, yeah. then it's 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 more the issues I run across with my coworkers. <laughs> it's like not knowing well, how to use it. And, and some of it's, you know, valid. You've never had to interact yeah. with it. So that's fair. But. Well, here's an idea for the parents. A friend of mine who is uh, struggling with the homeschooling thing now decided that the best way to do gym class is to buy a virtual reality headset that's a good excuse. It on the kids and have them go crazy <laughs> it's like all these you know exceptions people make oh yeah you're you're uh, learning to count it's like i'm folding laundry here it's like no no you're learning to count and pair and count by Look, twos that was four folds all those, one two three four very you, good you've made how many pairs of socks and now, well, now you do multiplication i mean for a certain age kid if you get the curriculum show them something good like how to balance a checkbook or yeah. you know something have a money lesson in there mm-hmm that has a lot of numbers, money. Yeah. And I mean, most Positive. of the kids are learning how to use, you know, currency now with uh, other games and a million, a million right. microtransactions. Yep, and, as they're but even, spending <laughs> millions of their parents' dollars. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of hard lessons coming around. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of kids will go to their parents. I need a new gun. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just a video hey, game. you too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the memes going around. This, I'm talking about the math, like kids leaving school. It's like they had this the new math, you know, that all the kids are doing. Now they're coming back. They're going back to the old school long division, and <laughs> because the parents, all the parents know. So this is what you're learning now, kids. Is this like the third new math we've had? Uh, oh. At least it. Well, here's the thing: there's, there was new math back in the '50s. Yeah, and then they changed again in like the '70s. Yeah, and I mean, changed again. The new math is having a million different ways of doing it. And so it causes some chaos. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's made so that every kid can kind of grasp it on the, the way they do it best. 
Uh, it, it makes yeah. it difficult, I, though, when you're trying to so it basically put the kids in the same room. New math has come about. The answer is the most important part. How you get to it's not quite as important. Whereas no, 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 how you get to it is the important it's, part. Actually. It's everything. Because oh. yeah. my daughter and I had a big confrontation over. I think it was long division or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, here's how I do. It. That's not right." I said, well, yeah, there's the end. No, you can't do it that way. Yep, I've had to figure out how to relay the old school method and saying this is why your new method makes sense, like mm-hmm. because this is this part, and that. so it's it's a it's a new world. <laughs> it's I mean it's a, I'm not going to trash it. It's useful when the kids get it, but if you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, well, um, just move on. Teach them how to use the calculator. <laughs> and it, it's, I just got to say, it's tough on the parents because then when you're trying to help them at home, you yes. can't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they just get very angry at you. Yeah. Well, and I have students that are like, they have a way that they learned it in another school. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, you got the wrong answer, but you can't tell them that. So, <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, how about speaking of numbers, why don't okay. we uh, give this a rating? I guess I'm due to go first. I mean, I think this is a solid cigar, medium, some might say medium plus. It Mm -hmm. does have, you have to be a fan of San Andreas. I mean, it does have that earthiness to it. Uh, It's got a little bit of sweetness, as I said before. I think, you know, I'd be confident giving it a solid 88. Okay. I'm actually at uh, 89. Uh, you know, it's a solid cigar. If if you like San Andreas, then go for it. Yeah. Um, even if you don't, you know, it's worth a try. It's it's got a little bit more going on than a lot of the uh, Rocky Patels. Well, and I think if you want to try San Andreas, this is good not, starting point. Yeah, yeah, it's a good starting point because a distinct. lot a lot of them are blended stronger than this one is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's not going to knock you in your butt, so it's worth a shot. What do you think, Ben? Do you got a rating, or are you just sticking with your candy store and butcher shop, or whatever that was? <laughs> whatever nonsense I was spewing out earlier. Uh, I'd give this an 89 as well. I think it's a good cigar, but just not remarkable. Mm. There's nothing there that really separates it to make it a fantastic uh, cigar can- based on what I Candy smoked. store butcher shop sounded fairly unique to me, but maybe mm. you get a lot of that. I get a lot of that. <laughs> That's my daily life, Ed. <laughs> I like it because like taffy being strewn out next to sausages all being cut up. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Saltwater taffy sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has got a ta- taffy casings on these. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. It would be terrible. Yeah, oh, it tastes like no. a sleeve of dots <laughs> on bologna. <laughs> yeah, the, rat, the butcher paper is dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's tied with a, a little licorice string. Oh, very good. <laughs> nice. Very good. All right, we've 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 gone into the chaos now, so why do we wrap it up? All right, you've been listening to The Assholes, broadcasting from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio. Head over to unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. You can see our past episodes and some other great podcasts as well. We will see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.